sit down, take a chew it to my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the Coopers, what was they talking? Money speak, all that bullshit, keep it. Run the side, run the side, run the side. Hey, uh, uh, this is the art gallery, Austin? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I took, uh, my nephew, 14-year-old, terrified him. I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah, the art y'all got really scared my nephew. He's having nightmares. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, you guys um, are going to need to change up the art over there. Put something a little, uh... A little, little more Norman Rockwell, a little less uh, Bad Boy Banksy, okay? Got it. Thank you for calling. Yeah, absolutely. What are you guys going to change it to? We have shows that rotate every two months. Okay. So what is it right now? The What's the scary thing? Right now we have uh, neons and black and white paintings. Yeah. Um, we also have a shark sculpture, which yeah. I'm sure could be scary for, for young children. Mm -hmm. Well, he's 14 um, years old. He's practically a man in my religion. Okay. Yeah, but it scared a grown man and uh, and and my fourteen year old nephew. It also scared the grown man he was with. He was also very scared. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm I'm sorry that was your experience. That is not our aim. We will have a new show up in about a month. Uh, Thank you. And it will be an international art show, and it will not feature the shark. Okay. So you guys are changing it because of the complaints you've been getting about it. No, sir. We do uh, rotate every two months, okay. but I appreciate your feedback, and yeah. I will note that. Absolutely. A bunch of people have reached out about it then, huh? No, sir, but I appreciate yeah. your feedback, and it will be noted. Yeah, so if a lot of people kind of reached out about it, and so you guys realized you had to change it. That's good that you kind of listen to the uh, to the people speak. Listen to us. I thank you for that. It is my pleasure. Thank you for your feedback. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't think of art as something that's supposed to, you know, scare me or shock me or make me uncomfortable. I think art should just be something nice, right? Sure. Yeah. That is a great way to see it. Yeah. So just something nice for me. Something nice for my boy. Something nice for my nephew. It's not, uh, art is not a scary, a scary shark. Art is not uh, a prison cell. Uh, you know, art is not... Uh, you know, the, the fear that we have in our hearts or the, you know, the hatred that's taught to us. You know, art is something nice like a flower or a, a su like a sunset. I hear you. Yeah. And, and thankfully, we do have, there are other galleries here in Austin and we have amazing museums as well. And so I do hope that you find what you're looking for and I will make note of your feedback. Thank you for calling. Yeah. I hope you have a great day. Hey, you too. And I, it seems like, you know, you guys have really been implementing the it sounds like you guys got kind of gotten continuous feedback about how scary your art is, and so you guys are making it kind of change every couple months, and that's cool. You know, it's progress. It's the step in the right direction. I I think that you guys have every right to put up that terrifying, scary art, uh, but when you kind of listen to the people like that, and you kind of hear their 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 terror, their cries, their woes, and you realize your art is just too scary. You know, it's just too scary. So I like I like that you guys are gonna. Tone it down a little bit, make make the people less afraid, you know. Okay, well, thank you for your feedback. I'll have that noted. Yeah, have absolutely. A good day. Yeah, you too. Where should I um, right. kind of send an email summing up the discussion that we had and that you guys are going to be changing the the art because of it? Uh, so you're welcome to email. 
that will go directly to me. Um, and I appreciate your feedback. Thank you for your time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'll just kind of sum it up in an email about how you and I have decided to go a different direction uh, in, a, in a couple months. Well, sir, I can't commit to anything over the phone, especially about our upcoming exhibition. But I am sorry for your experience of your son being scared of the shark. Is my nephew. And I will make sure to note that. Or I'm, I apologize, your nephew. No, it's fine. My son's a Navy sure SEAL. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. That's, that's very exciting. Thank him for his service. Yeah, well, wait till you hear what he did in Yemen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you for your time and for your feedback. I will have it noted, and we will have a new show up in the future, just as we change it every two months on rotation. And if it was something not to your liking, I understand that. Um, there will be different shows with different themes, but uh, we are a gallery dedicated to contemporary art, mm-hmm. and we specialize in street and graffiti, which can sometimes not be the favorite of, of some people. So I would invite you to explore other locations as well and find the art that you really enjoy. I kind of like that you and I settled to just decide to move in a happier direction. I think I'll stick with this gallery. I don't really need to check out any other galleries. Me and my nephew will be back after we take down the, the scary skeleton. And uh, we'll tell you what we think from there. And we'll continue to kind of grow this relationship of, you know, kind of curating the art that the people are looking for. Sure. Well, I'm always open to hear your feedback, so feel free to uh, send that email to sales at WCC if you have an issue. And again, I can't promise anything about what will be in the upcoming shows, um, but we do hope to continue to uh, serve the city of Austin at will, and um, I wish you the very best. So thank you for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for kind of, you know, getting into the nitty-gritty of it and just kind of chopping up exactly... uh, just kind of chopping up exactly the best route to move forward here. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm much more thankful knowing that, you know, my kind of local gallery, y'all just right down the street from me, uh, is kind of, you know, listening to the people and going in a happier direction because I asked them to. That means a lot to me. So thank you. Well, like I said, your feedback is notated. Thank I can't you make so any much. commitments to the uh, to the future shows of the gallery. But again, if there is ever a concern that you will not like the art that is in the gallery, mm-hmm. feel free to give us a call beforehand and we, we'd be happy to verbally walk you through what will be on the show. It is also on our website. Um, and again, they change about every two months. So um, instead of, you know, of course we don't want this to happen again with your nephew, I would highly recommend that you take a look at what we have on display or feel free to give us a call at this number and we will let you know the subject matter of the art on display thank you so much yeah how about moving forward right before we decide every couple months i'll just give you a call and you give me a walkthrough of what you're thinking about and i'll tell you yes or no on different pieces that would be fine i'd be happy to tell you what will be in the show awesome and then you and i can kind of decide together on what's going to be and what it's not going to be just to make sure that the people are heard here so I'm glad that we decided that. Thank you so much for kind of taking this time out of your day to work this out with me. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to kind of, you know, developing this into a, you know, a more serious curating uh, kind of role in the gallery. Mm-hmm. And may I ask your name so that I can make sure to make this a priority for you in the future? Yes, Satchel. Satchel. Amazing. And what is your last name, Satchel? Rhinestone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is the best way for me to reach you? Uh, probably just give me a call. Give me a ring anytime. Do you want my... And what is your phone number? Do you want my direct line or do you want my office line? What, uh, what exactly, what line are you looking for here? Whichever way is the best to contact you. Hmm. 
That's probably going to be my office line. Let me know when you're ready to take it down. Well, no, I'm just going to give you my celly. I'm going to give you my direct line. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 469-909-2985. Okay, great. I have that notated. And again, if ever you are considering coming back to the gallery, let's just give a call to make sure this doesn't happen again. Thank you so much. You want to read that number back to me and make sure we got it down right? Ooh, do you guys want to hear a story about Lion? Yeah? Okay. We got to make a deal with each other, though. I won't be mad at you if you won't be mad at me, okay? <laughs> Is that fair enough? You're looking at me like, I don't know if I'll be mad. You might be. <laughs> you know, You know. okay, you guys got to just give me, a, give me a chance here. Give me a chance here. Give me a chance here. Can I tell you guys a story about something bad I did? Yeah? And you guys not be like, oh, because I admit it's bad, right? Like, you know how sometimes you can do something bad and then look back and see the good in it? It's not that. <laughs> it's like, oh, dude, I just did something super bad. And you guys just got to forgive me. Let me tell it to you. We'll move past it. Like, anyone here? Anyone here been arrested before? Yes, just me and my man right here. You seem like it. What'd you get arrested for? Vandalism. Hell yeah, you did. Bad boy shit. What'd you vandalize? I was drunk and I walked up over a truck and That's awesome. You just walked over a truck. You don't fear death. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I'm unstoppable. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's a good reason to be arrested. Mine's less good. Anyone who hears lied about their name while being arrested? Okay. Anyone uh, pretended to be a deaf person? No? Just me? Okay. That's usually how it goes. That's usually how it goes. I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah. My mom's hard of hearing, my first language, sign language, I'm super good at it. Not my gut instinct to pretend to be deaf, but it happened. Who here's done Xanax? Yeah, a lot of you! What's up? We'll talk after the show, this area right here. <laughs> I used to do a lot of Xanax. I don't know, I didn't go, shocking! I know. I, used to, I don't know if you had uh, taken Xanax and drank at the same time. It's referred to as time traveling. I call it ages 21 through 24. <laughs> It was sick. Was, was it good? No. Did I have fun? I don't remember. <laughs> but I was there. And one night, I was fucking cruising, right? Two bars deep, a couple shots, whatever. I'm singing in Spanish, you know what I mean? Living the dream. Uh, I decide, I'm gonna go steal myself some dinner, okay? I'm gonna walk into H-E-B, and I'm gonna get myself something good to eat. And I did. And I don't remember a lot of this night. Uh, the reason I'm able to talk about it so well is because I read the police report later on. <laughs> And uh, it kind of covered the important details. But I remember walking in there, and the second I get into H-E-B, seeing like a sushi display, and be, you're nodding. Yeah, you know the display I'm talking about. It's tempting. I grabbed one immediately, put it in my jacket. I start to walk out, and before I can walk out, there's a steak display. Are you kidding me? You're going to let me dine and dash on a surf and turf? Let's do this. I put that in my pocket, too. I'm going to live like a prince and a pauper in the same night. Let's go. I walk out the door. I get like three steps out the door when like a yellow shirt H-E-B security guard stops me. And he's like, hey, do you have a receipt for that? And I was like, ah, nah, busted. Just kidding. What I said was, I don't know, I'm to you, but just pretending to be dead. Just pretending to be dead. And he's like, do you have a receipt for that? And I was like, number five, if I'm for later. 
because in my mind, he'd be like, oh shit, this is just a deaf guy trying to steal some food. And I know you're like, oh, but you're not really deaf. He doesn't know that, okay? He's the bad guy, too. He's the bad guy, too, in the story. Am I the good guy? No. Is he the good guy? No. And then the other, another security guard comes out, he's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, this deaf guy was trying to steal some food. And they're like, let's get him. And so they do, and they take me to H-E-B jail. You guys been there? <laughs> it, it, it's just like a little office behind the register where there's like a bunch of photos of other dudes trying to steal food, I guess. But they, uh, I gave him a fake name. And I didn't remember the fake name I gave him until I read the police report way later. And the fake name appears in the police report for the first time in my favorite sentence in the English language I've ever seen written in my life. And it says, and then Samuel Torx began to cry again. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Because the police show up and they're like, hey, what's going on? Did you guys just try to arrest a deaf guy for stealing food? Awesome. We do that too. High five for them. And then they were like, we're going to run his name. If it comes back clean, we're just going to give him a ticket. And that's the first time Samuel Torx cried. Because I knew that name was going to come back bad, right? It's something I made up. If someone's named Samuel Torx, very sorry, but <laughs> did not think it was real. And they came back and they were like, yeah, that name's fake. And they searched me. And I didn't have any drugs on me, I'm a child of God, but I did have, I did have a little extendable baton, you know? Don't act so shocked, they're legal where I'm from. In Sacramento, California, everyone has one, okay? In Texas, turns out, I should have been carrying a gun. <laughs> if I would have had a gun, it would have been fine, but I had a baton. I swear to God, the policeman looks at the security guard and he says, we can arrest him for armed robbery. Oh. Yeah, that's when Samuel Torch began to cry again. <laughs> just fucking sobbing. Because I was just trying to steal myself some dinner, and now I'm actually catching a felony. I couldn't believe it. I was sobbing, losing my mind, and slowly as I interact with the police more and more, I get better at voicing my concerns. Like when they first showed up, I was like, I've been out of the just a plane. To like, my name is Jeff Winkley. Make those a security number, think the way, hey, hey, you think one, not nine. That's my social, take my life, do a better job. Please, please. Give my parents anything to be prouder of than this. Anything, anything. But I get all the way to jail, and I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. In my mind, you catch a deaf guy trying to steal some food, that's like Le Mis, you know what I mean? You're like, let it go. Say, you say Le Vie. I was ready for them to be like, Le Vie, get out of here. That's it. Not the case. They take you to jail for that. Stealing food, just illegal, straight up, crazy. They take me to jail. And I don't know if you guys have been to jail in Texas before, but they don't do this in California. In Texas, they do this thing where they have you describe all your tattoos to them. Awesome. I could do that like a dozen more times. I was talking to her, like the nurse, when you first do intake for like an hour and a half. I swear to God, we still text. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was just me telling her stories of how dumb I was in my teens. Oh my God, that was incredible. After that, you have to go to general population. Gin pops, what we call it in the pen. Uh, but I was in gin pop. You guys remember McDonald's play places? They melted all those down, they made jail furniture with it. That's what all of that's made of. It's melted, just hard blue material. And I was sitting there, and after like six or seven hours of chilling in jail, I was like, oh shit, I'm still pretending to be deaf. I don't have a game plan. You know, there's no like 
out game for me there. And so I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm just deaf now. I'm deaf now. I'm just gonna do this thing. I'm gonna go through it. This is just who I am. I gotta get a prison name. I gotta go through this. You know what I mean? I'm doing the damn thing. And a CO walks up to me, a correctional officer walks up to me, and he's like, hey, uh, we're not gonna have an interpreter here for a few days. And I was like, well, this might have been a bad idea. <laughs> Turns out, pretending to be deaf might have consequences. And so I'm in there for a few days, but before uh, like I get like my court date or anything in there, they come up to me and they're like, hey, we're gonna take you up to uh, the sectioned off area, which is where like disabled people and pedophiles go. So, heads up, if you ever want a good spot in jail, I got two things you can pretend to be. Okay. <laughs> I would recommend death, but follow your heart there. <laughs> But they, they take me to like an elevator, like like a bunch of other places to go in that jail. And before they put us in the elevator, they put like me and like ten other dudes that are criminals, I guess, into like a little room, and we're all just sitting there. And then the CO closes the door. And it was the first time in like 20, 24 hours, whatever, that I had been away from like a police officer or a correctional officer, and like no one was watching me, and I'm sweating fucking bullets. And I finally look up and I look at the dude to my right, and I was like, dude. I've been pretending to be deaf this whole time. And the dude to my right is like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh. I've been pretending to be deaf the entire time in jail. He starts dying laughing. The whole room dies laughing. Because they all know, oh, that's a pretty bad idea. <laughs> they all know, like, oh shit, you did not think that through, my man. That, that is foolish. And they're all cracking up. They're making a whole ruckus. And the CO kind of notices through the little window. And he wants to see what's up. So he walks back over and opens the door, and in like one second, everyone fell completely silent. And I was like, damn, that's the closest thing I've ever had to family. <laughs> those guys had my back so hard, and I was definitely in the wrong, so I love those fools forever, for sure. But the CO, they all quiet, so the CO closes the door, and the guy to my right's like, hey man, you let me know how this ends. And I was like, hey man, I don't think I'll ever see you again. <laughs> and if I do, I've made some pretty bad decisions, to be clear. I hope this is like the end of our saga, my man. <laughs> I don't think that we should continue on in each other's lives, be straight with you. But I, they take me up in my room, I start chilling, it's not too bad, hanging out, sleeping, no cushion, whatever. That's how I sleep anyways, alright? Uh, like a doll, curled up on the floor. <laughs> but I'm chilling, and then, uh, then a CO walks up, and my buddy, when he went to prison back home, he pretended to be Muslim to get better food. Yeah, you're with me. <laughs> I know. I thought, what could help me? More lying. Do you, do you guys know what imposter syndrome is? The first time I heard that phrase, I was like, oh, I for sure have that. I was like, oh my god, I so have imposter syndrome. And then someone was like, no, it's actually when you are something, but you're not convinced you are. And I was like, oh, what's what I have? What's that called? Just being a liar? <laughs> what's, that, what's that called? Because the CO came up to give me my lunch and he gave me like a little brown bag, which was like a bologna sandwich, pretzels, and an apple. And I told him, I was like, I'm vegan. I'm vegan, can I eat the chicken? Like, oh, he can bring me lasagna or something. And the dude looks at the brown paper bag, takes out the bologna sandwich and goes, rest vegan, bro, and walks away. And I was like, okay, you played my ass. <laughs> okay, this is clearly my first rodeo and not yours. Good job, dude. You know exactly what you're doing. I'm gonna be hungry tonight. But then, after a couple of days, a, uh, like a, like a social worker shows up to like figure out my deal, and she brings an interpreter with her, and the interpreter, like right out the gate, is like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the interpreter shows up, and she's like, hey, what's your name? And I was like, 
from JT. And she's like, uh. <laughs> and it's not her job to like tell on me, so she just interpreted like looking at me like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she knew exactly what was up. She <laughs> totally knew what was up. But I got what's called a uh, a personal bond. You guys know what that is? Yeah, it's when you're white and employed in Texas, they just let you go. They just, yeah, don't be mad at me. I didn't invent it. I just benefited from it. But they just let you go. They just let you leave jail if you promise. You make a promise. You say, I promise I will go to court. You make a blood oath. Or I guess just an oath. But you just, I guess it's just a promise, though. You make a promise. You say, hey, state of Texas, I will go to court for this charge. And if I don't, I owe you $20,000 per case. And then I leave jail, and then I just let go and let God on that. Just, just completely forget. Just completely forget. Because I'm like, yeah, that's not my problem. That's Samuel Torch, baby. That's, that's the deaf me, man. I ain't got no issue here. I'm cruising. I'm living my life. I got a job at a coffee shop, a vegan place. I'll spill cool meat and hot tattooed girls. Forgot about it. Forgot about it. A few years later, I start getting warrants in the mail. And they're for a felony armed robbery. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that does not sound like me. <laughs> and then I remember, I'm like, oh my god, that's right, that thing I did. And I, that's the old me. That was like three years ago. What are you, obsessed with me? Who still thinks about that? I couldn't believe it. The state of Texas was like, hey, come to court. I'm like, come to court? That was like a hundred years ago. What are you even talking about? Come to court. Suck it, dude. Come to court. Uh, I'm busy smoking weed with my friends, thank you. Uh, but no, it turns out it's a pretty big deal. You gotta go to court for something. They do. They do not play games or something like that. Armed robbery is like, oh, felony. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I talked to my bro. I talked to my bro, who's like the most criminal homie I have. And I asked him, I was like, what do I do? He's like, hey, go see my lawyer. Uh, he got me out of the DUI and I was drunk as shit. And I was like, wow, that sounds cool. Like, <laughs> I was like, great, I'll go see that guy. I love more bad guys for this story. And so I show up and this dude named David. And David's like, hey, so you're Brian's friend. What are you here for a DUI? And I was like, no, nah, something else. And he was like, okay, well, I'll search your name. He's like, searching my name. He's like, so what'd you get arrested for? I was like, I got caught stealing food. And he's like, that's crazy. I can't find the case. All I can find is a case for a deaf guy doing an armed robbery. And I was like, what? I guess technically that was me. And he was like, you, they thought you were deaf? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, I pretended to be. And he was like, while you're getting arrested? And I was like, and all the way through jail. And he goes, how? And I was like, I'm hoping to talk like this. He picks up the phone immediately and goes, Carl, get in here. And this guy walks through the door and he's like, hey, JT, you tell Carl what you told me. And I was like, oh, I got arrested today stealing food. And he's like, no, 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 no. The other thing. And I was like, oh, I pretended to be deaf in jail. And Carl's like, the whole time in jail. I was like, yeah, the whole time. He's like, how? I was like, I'm open to talk like this. He leaves and comes back with two more dudes. <laughs> I swear to God, that happens half a dozen times until there's ten lawyers in this room. All just done. That's a pretty bad thing I did. And uh, after there's like ten dudes in there, they're all goofing, I start to think we're all kind of tight. So I asked one, I was like, hey man, what do I do? He goes, what do you do? What do you do? You, you don't pretend to be deaf in jail. That's what you do. And then he says, I've never heard a case like this in my life. And he goes, 
if this goes to court, it could set precedent in being like, Ma books. <laughs> and so, the second lawyer in there, this dude named Carl's like, hey JT, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard, I'll represent you for free. And I was like, oh sick, let's go. And so he gets my cases reinstated, and like right out the gate, he gets an armed robbery charge, dropped down to uh, uh, unlawful carrying of a weapon, a misdemeanor, and theft, another misdemeanor. And I was like, whoa, what do I owe you? He's like, dude, nothing, just come to parties and tell the story. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you get me out of jail, you take me to parties, are you my pimp now? Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, but he gets all that shit reinstated, right? And it's ready to go. And then I'm riding my bike one day and I fall and hit my head real hard. It's okay, I'm a lot nicer now, but I had to get brain surgery. And uh, my lawyer calls me and he's like, where are you? And I was like, oh, Carl, I'm in the hospital. And he's like, you're supposed to be in court. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, bad news. I hit my head really hard. And he's like, well, what happened? I was like, well, I did lose all my hearing in my left ear. And he said, jackpot. <laughs> He said, you just made your lie a truth. And he takes the medical records that I have that show I lost hearing in my left ear, brings it to the judge and was like, yo, this was just a deaf guy trying to steal some food. All charges dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Don't clap for that. That's like white privilege between me being an idiot. <laughs> that is definitely not a, like, a inspiring story. <laughs> it's not, it's a, ugh, yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But all charges drop, I'm good to go. And so like a week later, I show up at his office. He's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what do we do now? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, what do we do? What's the next move? And he was like, charges dropped. And I was like, yeah, but like, I definitely did it. And he's like, oh, I know. He's like, I know. And I was like, so? And he's like, yeah, they can't charge you again. It's called double jeopardy. And he's like, you're good to go. You can admit you did it. You can brag about it. It doesn't matter. They already tried to take it to court. They lost. And I was like, whoa. And this is what really stuck with me, because I asked him, I was like, but what about, like, pretending to be deaf in jail? They never, like, charged me on anything. And my scumbag lawyer looks me in the eyes, and he says, well, technically, pretending to be deaf in jail isn't illegal. It's just, like, a really bad thing to do. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, no lesson learned there. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great night.